Wednesday is Valentine's Day, so let's talk love, the psychology of love. Psychology expert Dr. Joe Lukens is with me to get mind-wise on love. Good morning. Good morning, Susan. <laughs> How important is being similar in the success of a long-term relationship? It has a level of importance, but possibly not what we'd automatically assume. Now, we've got common wisdom that tells us that birds of a feather flock together, mm -hmm. and then we hear that opposites attract. So what is it really? Um, and it's, it turns out that it's less about similarity in terms of interests. So if you love the Bee Gees and your partner loves... Mm -hmm. ACDC, that's not going to be your issue per se. It's yes. Having different interests isn't the issue, but it's how you, it's a similarity around your emotional tone, mm -hmm. how you manage emotional moments, those sorts of things. So the similarity in terms of how we, our emotional intelligence, we know is really Ooh. important in terms of relationships, how we manage conflict and so forth. But it, you know, if you love one thing and your partner loves something else, it's not necessarily the reason to include or exclude if yes. you're looking at love. Yeah. I guess that the values that you stand for is the important thing. And I think that probably is what is underlying that. Mm. I think that's what it's more reflective of. And then we can have some individual variations and differences in terms of the things that we like. Yeah. Is arguing a sign of trouble in a relationship or does it, is there a purpose to arguing? Yeah, there, look, there is a purpose. Arguing can occur along a continuum. So I guess what we're talking about here is it's normal for, particularly in relationships and um, uh, relationships of love, that we have differences of opinions about mm. things. We have different perspectives on things. There will be things that annoy us about others mm. and so forth. So again, it's going to come down to how we communicate that, how effectively that we might do that. So if you're able to address your concerns, express what you're thinking, have a robust conversation, then we know that is really helpful in relationships. And in fact, if you have an ability to not um, pay attention to the ne negative things that you're that are going on, we sometimes refer to that as like a negativity threshold, then it, if it takes a while and then eventually you glow over something, that's actually more problematic. So what we know is if there's small instances there, if they annoy you enough that you don't want them to occur, then having a conversation about those mm. and having it early and different points of view is absolutely a healthy sign in a relationship. Mm, very interesting. Mm. So can adopting a mindset similar to that of an arranged marriage lead to some relationship success? Yeah, well, it's an interesting topic. And again, you know, we all travel in different circles and we all have different life expectations and, and values around relationships. Often we see in the movies, the ro or even further back, the Romeos and Juliets, it's a thing we call limerence where you instantly fall in love. And I think if I, if I remember it correctly from my high school Shakespeare that metaphorically Romeo referred to Juliet as a holy shrine within seconds of meeting her, which might be quite lovely if it's happening to you, I don't know. But what we know is that doesn't tend to sustain. What we know that works in relationship. And some of this research has come through from the research that's been conducted in people who are in arranged marriages, which is obviously a very different way to come together, is that when that works, it's because of the ongoing work the couple have done to make that work. Mm. So I think that's the key element, again, to take out of that, is that we know in relationships that work well, it's where you nurture the connection with people, you find ways to overcome the challenges. So not just assuming it's going to be bright and breezy like, mm. like the movies would have us think is yeah. probably the, the important thing to take from that. The movies have a lot to, to be held accountable for. What role does grit play in maintaining successful relationship? Yeah, grit's important in so many domains of our lives and we see that very definitely in our relationships. 
Um, you know, when we talk about grit in a relationship, we might be talking about the perseverance of love. And it, we know it's really crucial for its longevity. So we know that people who have a higher level of grit, which means they hang in there for longer, particularly through the tough times, they're much more likely to stay in a relationship, navigate their way through the relationship. Again, we know grit is one of those characteristics that's helpful for us to nurture in lots of ways in, within our lives. Mm. Some of the narratives couples create about their past experience, how does that influence the future of their relationship? Yeah, this is a topic that's really interesting. And if anyone wants to read about research into relationships, the area I would point you into is the research conducted by the Gottman Institute, mm-hmm. G-O-T-T-M-A-N. Um, and John and Julie Gottman, a married couple um, who are together, um, they've been conducting research on relationships for decades mm. and, the, and they actually have a laboratory which is set up like an apartment and they get couples to come in and they've been you know they'll get you to come in for the weekend and just live in there for the weekend and they look at the conversations and so forth to the point that what they find is that when they when they get a couple or a person to describe their relationship um, they can actually predict the likelihood of divorce wow. or separation in the next three years by 94% accuracy. So just in a couple yeah. of sentences, how you describe your relationship is an indicator of the health of your relationship. Mm. Yeah, it, It's fascinating. So we know that the way we speak about our partner, the way we speak about our relationship is understandably a reflection of mm. the health of that relationship. So listen out to yourself the next time you're talking about your loved okay. one. We will no doubt hear a lot more about love and all those sorts of things this week with Valentine's Day coming up. Now, this morning we have been talking about long-lasting devices and appliances around our home. Have you got a long-lasting appliance? I do. Sadly, it's no longer in my home. It was it was in my parents' home. It was mine when I was a young teenager and it was bought for me by my parents and somehow it's in dad's garage. So I must pursue that now that I think about <laughs> it. But it's a Sony cassette deck. Okay. Uh, and I got mum to send me a photo of it this morning when I heard you talking about it. So it not only is the radio is definitely still working because it's there in southeast Queensland, so it's set on the ABC down there. I love it. But my memory is just probably like many people who have the old cassette decks is sitting there waiting for the Susan equivalents back in the day you know, to play <laughs> your favourite song with your finger on play and record ready to, oh, yes. ready to record oh, your song and not miss the memories. number one song so you didn't lose yeah. it. Yes. I do look at that with great nostalgia every time I see it. 